Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, life routines, routines change. And when routines change, you know, it might be difficult. It can, it can become difficult to pick up, pick up something. Let's say, for example, now let's say um, you got a new project at work, you know, and the project requires more time for me from you, or you you go into exams at school, and it requires more time. So you have to shift things here, shift things there. So what happens is that many times, you know, we tend to unavoidably um, take time from Bible study and prayer into some other things. Now there are seasons when it can happen and it's legit, right? But here's the problem. That it can become hard to pick up right after. Okay? You have to deliberately pick it up. You cannot casually pick it back up. People try to casually pick it back up. It does not work. You have to deliberately, forcefully pick it back up. Okay, and many times people after exams, after projects, after big projects at work or biggest, you know, after exams, people want to people tend to want to take time off. So they want to rest. So here is now where we can be foolish. Okay, we now also rest from prayer and study. Mm-hmm. We now rest from prayer and study from edification, but we now look at this. One. We rest from prayer and study, we now rest with Netflix. So we rest with fun and entertainment mm-hmm. and rest away from what, what edifies and what builds up. So it's like saying, you know, I don't have chance to reform my car, but I now deliberately burn up the fuel, you know. Deliberately use the foil that is in the car unnecessarily. So I don't top up the foil. The one I now have, I now use that at the, in, a, in a very unwise way. That's what we are doing. Because, you know, many times when you are not praying and studying, you are not refueling. So when you now do canal, canal activities, when you do canal activities, you are burning more fuel, you are burning more oil. So it means that you, you get to feel depleted. So here is my act. Mm-hmm. When, or the act I'm trying to practice, when I'm going to be very busy very busy. I should also compulsorily be too busy for Netflix or entertainment. Hmm? When I'm also resting from work, eh? I should also not I should not rest with with canal entertainment. It's dangerous. So if, if I don't have time to pray and study, I should also not I should not have time also for Netflix and other entertainment. So the only thing I can now do is that if I'm watching a movie, it should be a Christian movie that at least I will know that I'm not depleting. Do you understand? It's practical. Okay? It's practical. Don't rest from the Bible. Don't rest from prayer. If you, if you ever have to dip into your prayer time, don't don't now, you know, invest that time in entertainment. It will, it will stress you out. It will burn you out. If you are too busy to pray, eh, be, be too busy also for entertainment. And in order, still find time. Okay, find time because habits, habits work well with, with, with routine and momentum. For example, I saw Dominion tweet yesterday about how we can now run 10K in 45 minutes. Okay, 10K in 45 minutes. So how did he get there? If you ask him, tell him because he kept on doing it. So the more, the more he did it, the more his muscles were trained to let me look my dog, but July is stopping with the soundtrack. Hold on. 
Little man, you're shouting. I'm in a meeting. Shush. So, so as you develop, as you develop your routines, your muscles for it become stronger. So, the more you pray, the more you pray. The more you study, the more you study. So, deliberately keep that momentum because if you break it, it can become difficult to build back up. Okay. The more you pray, the more you pray. The more you study, the more you study. So, you must work at that routine. So now, personally, I'm, I'm busier. I'm busier, okay? I'm busier because uh, my tech life is, is alive and well again. It's very alive and it's very active. So I'm tech brand pastor, so I'm busier. So now, what we give way cannot be prayer and study. What we give way must be entertainment. So I, map, I have to map out mentally my activities, okay? And see what should give way. What should give way now is entertainment. So there are things I must do as a leader, as a pastor, as a husband, as a father. All right, I have must do's in those regards. Okay, those things cannot drop. So what you now drop because I, I don't have all the energy, time. What you now drop are things that don't edify or build me up. Is deliberate work. Okay, deliberate, deliberate, deliberate work. But yes, yes, the clean shot. Let's go of this matter. You can. It, you see, it is foolish. It is very foolish. We are not reading your Bible and praying, but you are you are being entertained with canal entertainment. You are using up the fuel. You don't have time to refill. Very stupid, and you run down. All right, you know you are watching canal things. Very bad ones. So some people won't watch the most annoying ones. Okay, when you cannot pray and study, you are doing yourself. Okay, so don't do that to yourself. Okay, deliberately keep the momentum of your prayer life and your study life ongoing. Because the more you pray, the more you pray. The more you pray, the more you pray. If you, if you, if you even need if you need um, help, it, it might even help to have someone that you pray together with to keep you accountable. Okay, you can have a, a friend that you know. Okay, once a week we pray together for two hours. So no matter how bad that week gets, because my friend let me rest. We know that Saturday night, ten to twelve, we'll pray two hours. No matter how busy I am, that one cannot. He will, he will not agree. She will not agree. Okay, that also helps you to at least have some. Have some refilling your tank weekly. So build, build. You know, as children teaches us in Lagos, build systems and structures around your goals. I'm trying to say this thing first. Fortunately, now remixed it and said it's better. Okay, which is also good. Say good students. Okay, build structures and systems around your goals. Build structures and systems. Some of some people, some of your prayer points. The answer is structure and system. So build structures and systems around your goals, okay? You'll be better for it, all right? Build sense around it. Sometimes it's not, it's not the devil that is doing you, it's just your lack of sense. So build structures of sense around your goals and you'll be fine, all right? Hebrews 3. So today I want us to do Hebrews 3 and 4. Quickly, okay? Hebrews 3 and 4. Hebrews 3 and 4, all right? Hebrews 3 and 4. So, um, Chidera... We can start. Hebrews 3, Hebrews 4. Okay. Hi, everyone. Good evening. The son was faithful. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him who appointed him, 
as Moses also was faithful in all his house. Please pause. For this one, pause. Okay. Now, you know, if, if you went to school and you know a little bit of English, you know, if you finish university, you should know a little bit of English. You know, you can question people in the lag, but question their, their English in the lag, you can question it. But even at that, even for you in the lag, okay, if you went to school, you will know some English, right? Okay. So, when you begin a, a, a reading with therefore, when you begin a reading with therefore, all right, then it, is, it must be obvious that there is something else before the therefore. Hmm? So, if you're not in a hurry to just say, ah, today I read my Bible, you must be wondering, okay, if I'm reading Hebrews 3 and it begins with therefore, what is the therefore? Therefore. So, it means that I will have better understanding if I go back to see what the therefore is therefore. Do you understand? That the therefore is therefore a reason. So, to know what the therefore is therefore, I have to go back some verses. So it's not when we now remember that the Bible was not written, the epistles were not written in, in chapters and verses. And like I write you a letter now, you know, when you write your biggest love letter in those days, when we used to send letters up and down, in our days of writing letters, you know, when we were in boarding house, I was in the boys only school, but we had these girls, we had girls only schools that we were, we were, we were cordial with, we had, you know, federal government schools, we have um, HGC or your. We have, um, there's one other one that's very popular there. Shagamu! Shagamu! <laughs> Shagamu was a very popular girls' school. Huh? Shaggy girls were very, you know, they were raining girls then. Okay? Shagamu, yes, FGC Shagamu. So, uh, or Yodos, or Yodos Shagamu. There was QC. Eh? There was QC. Those were the raining schools. So, QC, you know, towards boys only school. I went to military school and joined Navy. So, we had schools that we liked, you know, their babes. So then, and then there was no GSM. This is a long time ago. GSM came in 2001. I finished 2003. So GSM, GSM then was for the big boys. It was for the elderly. When it first came, it was for rich men. Okay? When they said this, there's something and something came. So that was when, you know, yeah. So so then we used to write letters, okay, to schools. We used to send letters between boys and girls and stuff like that. I never wrote where I got a letter from one. I got a letter one day. I was so happy. I was surprised and I was happy that I got a letter from somebody. Okay, so I had this neighbor. You know, enable my street. She, she was attending LGC or your, okay, very nice babe, okay. That letter was my. I felt like a big boy in school. You don't need to get a letter from a babe from LGC or your life. Yes, so it's surprising. It came. It came in very. You know, like so. Back to the important part. Now we don't write letters in chapters and verses, okay. Matter matter long a letter is what's what's your paragraph, but we do have chapters and verses. So also the epistles did not come with chapters and verses. Okay, the translators, you know, helped us to uh, make it more readable by splitting it into chapters so that we can so that we can easily make reference. It helps us be more be able to better reference it so that we can say Hebrews four verse twelve. So you can so you can go and search it out. So it's for ease of communication and for teaching. Okay, but it not come in chapters and verses. So meaning the therefore you are saying now can be in the previous chapter. The therefore what it is therefore can be in the previous chapter so it's not what we're also learning about context now the context of a verse might be in the previous in the previous chapter or might even be the entire book might be the context okay so you get that so now let's go but let's just move a bit back to a bit back to chapter two the ending part so we can remember what exactly the therefore is therefore 
that's how to read your Bible, okay? So let's do Hebrews. Um, let's go. Let's go to the end part, okay? Um, should I help me read from fourteen to eighteen? Fourteen. Inasmuch yeah. then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same. <sighs> That through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and release those who, through fear of death, were all in the lifetime subjects to bondage. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people for in that for in that he himself has suffered being tempted he's able to aid those who are tempted all right so so we see that the dear for now is that okay jesus though god okay took on the took on the nature took on the image of man okay so that he can be our faithful high priest okay that this jesus as our savior Okay, came to the earth fully God, but yet lived fully man, so that he can be our faithful high priest, a certain high priest. That the high priest was been taken from among men to represent men. So he has to be one of us to make us one of to make us to make us he has to become like us to make us like him. Do you understand? So that is why that is what the therefore is there for. Okay, the therefore is there. Okay, to to connect a previous thought to a new thought. So knowing now that the therefore is there because Jesus, fully God, yet took on the 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 likeness of men. Okay, so that he can be a suitable priest. Okay, that can that understands the the man's temptations. Okay, having been tempted, is able to help those who are being tempted. Okay, it took on the image of man. Okay, back there again. Okay, so he can be a fitting high priest. That he came not for he came not to redeem angels. He came not to give aid to angels, but he came to give aid to the seed of Abraham. So he has to be like us, his brethren, so that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. It is pertaining to God to make our to make pressure for our sins. Okay, so because it's man that sinned, okay, it is man that takes it is man that is a fitting um propitiation for the sins of man. All right, so now back to back to chapter three all right so take it again take it again from verse one therefore holy brethren partakers of the heavenly calling consider the apostle and high priest of our confession christ jesus who was faithful to him who appointed him as moses was faith was as moses also was faithful in all his house for this one has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who built the house has more honor than the house. For every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. And Moses indeed was faithful in all his house as a servant, for a testimony of those things which would be spoken afterward. But Christ as a son over his whole Jesus, that's not me. Ah, but Christ as his son over his own house, whose house we are, we are, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. Look at that. So, so I haven't said that Jesus had to be a man to be a faithful high priest. 
Okay? So he's now comparing the priestly ministry of Moses to the priestly ministry of Jesus. You now understand the reason for the therefore. The connection is this, that Jesus is our apostle and our high priest. The way Moses was also the apostle of Israel, okay, the saints one, okay, that was sent to deliver them, okay. The same way Moses was the apostle and their high priest, you know. Jesus is the high priest and the apostle of the new covenant. So he's now making a comparison between Moses and Jesus because, again, you know, the Hebrews is written to Jews, okay, and Jews hype Moses a lot, okay. So he's trying to make them see that Jesus though man is fully god okay and you know moses was a servant in god's as as seen in scripture all right but jesus is the son over the house that a servant and a son are not the same thing okay that the christ is the son over god's house and this house are we here this house that is a son over is us come on that and we are this house and you belong to this house, according to verse 6, according to verse, verse 6, alright? If you hold fast the confidence and rejoicing of this hope firm to the end. So, we are entering into the, into the intent of Hebrews 3 and Hebrews 4. Hebrews 3 and Hebrews 4 begins to speak to the believer about holding fast his faith firm to the end so we will discover as we go on okay that it is a warning against apostasy a warning against falling out of the faith are we together because people um now yes let me let me learn this well listen to me very carefully we are once saved. Let me learn it well. You. We are once saved, and we are forever forever saved, if we hold fast our confidence to the very end. <laughs> we are once saved, and forever saved, if we hold fast our confidence to the very end that your forever salvation is not automatic mm? that people can fall off and people do fall off and we have to be careful not not to tell people they are saved when they are when they have rejected salvation so this is another matter we won't tell somebody that okay because you said you said you said this next prayer five years ago and you have now forgotten about god you are backsliding you have you have, you have completed something else i will now tell them you are still saved. We have to be careful, though. Do let, do let, do let, do let. America, America, in Yoruba. Don't let us offend God. Okay? Are we together? That there is a holding fast your confidence to the end. Look at this. We are saved. Look at this. We have been saved. And we shall be saved. Hmm? There is a need to hold fast what we have believed in to the very end. And Hebrews 3 and Hebrews 4, even up to Hebrews 6, enough warning to let us know that some people did not hold fast their faith to the very end. Colossians 1 23. Colossians 1 23. Colossians 1 2 1 to 2 3. Colossians 1 21 to 23. Colossians 1 21 to 23. 
Today, please go on. And you, who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight, if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. Do you see that? If indeed, it says he will present you only and blameless above reproach in his sight, if indeed you continue in the faith, this is conditional. If it's if a, if a programmer, you know if, even if you did not go to school, if you did, if you did elementary school, you know if condition, okay? If it's a conditional statement. If you need to continue in the faith, I know we from the in the gospel, this is the idea that your, your, your assurance to the end is in the you continuing in the faith, not moving away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard. So there's a continuing in the faith that keeps us to the very end. This is important. There's a continuing in the faith that keeps us to the very end. Now, here is a problem with, with, with us giving people blanket salvation. That once, once, once just confess it once like this, you know, anything you do, you're fine. It's a lie. 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 It's a big lie. Okay? <laughs> that confession you have made, okay, must be your heart's confession to the very end. That confession, and it's not just about confession. If you believe in your heart, <laughs> not just saying something, no. If you believe in your heart, and then say with your mouth, that is Lord, okay? So the believing in the heart is saying that it's not just, it's not just, it's not just raw confession. You know, our people, our boys can tell the girl I love you and they, and they don't mean it. Just because they want something for you. you know, I love you because, you know, I love you. I can jump, I can climb the mountains for you. I can jump the seas for you. I can climb several mountains. I can die for you. They don't mean it though, okay? So, he's saying, if you believe in your heart and then press your mouth, then you are saved, okay? So, the believing of the heart is essential. And this heart believing, this heart believing must be held fast till the end. This is essential. That what you have believed, you hold fast to it. And this believing also, if you, if you, read, if you read Sunday someone, okay, you'll have seen as I mentioned this a lot. This believing of the heart must lead to it, it, it also compulsively means that you submit to Jesus as the Lord of your life. Romans 10, verse 9, Romans 5 to 10. If you believe in our heart, you know the Lord, if, if we confess in our mouth the Lord Jesus, believing in our hearts. That God is raised from the dead, that God raised from the dead will be saved. So he's saying, we are confessing him as Lord of our lives. Meaning that we are, we are submitting to his lordship, we are submitting to his lordship. Meaning we are submitting to his lordship. We are following his commands, his dictates. We are living as he would have us live. So we make this confession, we live by this life, believing in our hearts. Am I communicating? So, meaning that the believing of the heart, real believing, will lead to you submitting your life to his lordship. Real believing of the heart will lead to submitting your life to his lordship. 
We are seeing believers, there are seeing people that call themselves believers today. They are doing shekushaye, Yoruba shekushaye, meaning that they are, you know, playing to, they are playing to personalities. Okay? They claim to be saved, but they live like the world is a lie. They are not saved. They are not saved. Okay? The believing of the heart, if it's the if it's believing of the heart, will lead to you living your life, you know, submitted to Jesus. And this heart's posture, must be sustained to the very end. Are we getting me? Alright? Does that make sense to you? Look at 1 Timothy 1.19. 1 Timothy. Okay. Um, start from verse 18. Okay. Fight the good fight. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, which some, having rejected concerning faith, have suffered shipwreck, of whom are Hymenaeus, one guy, and Alexander, <laughs> whom I delivered to Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Look at this. It says, having faith and a good conscience which some haven't rejected some some rejected rejected a good conscience they, they stopped you know they allow their conscience to do to just allow them do bad things okay they rejected a good conscience and in so doing their faith suffered shipwreck you know they call shipwreck <laughs> so people's faith can suffer shipwreck so meaning that that you once believed does not mean you always believe that you once believed does not compulsively mean you will always believe. That, that the believing you have believed, okay, you must sustain this hope and assurance to the very end. So you must deliberately guard the believing of your heart. You must guard the believing of your heart. That things will happen in your life, okay, things will happen around you. And the hope of the devil, the real aim of the devil is not your money, it's not even your health. It's not your family. The real aim of the devil is your faith. So you must remember what you believed and why you believed. Now, many times people, people, when people say um, something happened to me, my faith is shaking and all that, and I ask a question: When you got saved, what did you believe? What did you believe? What was preached to you? Now, if you are saved, believing that Jesus is God, okay, that took on flesh, right, suffered and paid the price for your sin. Okay, a price you could not pay by yourself and give you free salvation that you receive by faith. Okay, if you believe these things and you said that you got saved, okay, when you now say because something happened, I'm leaving the faith. This is my question. What faith were you saved with in the first place? What did you believe in that got you, that got you saved? So, as those things changed, if not, hold on, stay believing. Jesus is God, took on flesh, paid the price for your sin, died, was raised again. If those things are still true, okay, then hold on to your salvation. Because that is the basis on which you are saved. Now, don't not let you lost, someone say, I lost my job, my wife left me, my husband disappointed me, and he's a believer, no, 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 is that what saved you? Is that what saved you? Hold on, based on the body of truth of salvation. Christ died for your sins according to scripture. 
he was buried and he rose again. Okay? Hold on to your faith based on the body of knowledge with which you were saved. Because the devil touches on other things, hoping that if he can get you, if hoping that he can get you to shake off your faith based on the other things around you. So let it be clear you are, let, let it be clear for everyone you are. Jesus is the Lord of my life and I will stay on this rock till I die. Alright? Are we good? Are we good? Do you understand me? Go on. Hebrews 3. Yes, very good. Hebrews 3. Alright, so go, go on from verse 7. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the day of the trial in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said, they always go astray in their hearts, and they have not known my ways. So I swore my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. So when you read, when you see Hebrews 3, okay, when you see Hebrews 3 from 7 to 11, now you see that um, the writer was quoting somewhere in Psalms. So he was quoting David, that David said today, if you hear his voice, not in your hearts. Okay, now... And it was, it was not referencing something that happened in Numbers, I think, where the people of Israel um, offended God, okay, and God said, never enter, they do not enter his rest. Now, we now also see that even though Joshua took them into Canaan, look at this, into Canaan, there was still a today warning in the Psalms. So you would think, it's pointing, when you see where I'm going, so that his point here is this, okay, that the entering of the rest, of Joshua, which is the Canaan land, okay, is not the complete rest that is available. It is why there's now another one in saying today, if you hear his voice, do not add in your heart as in the rebellion. So, and that's when we're going further, we will see again that this today thing is a today that lasts forever. So, that today, every day, you don't let your heart be hardened. As, 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 you look to, as you look forward to Christ's return, okay, or to you living this world and to be with him, you must look forward holding on to your faith and a good conscience every day. Okay, so, so today, as you hear his voice today, okay, do not harden your heart. The idea of the writer is this, that you keep your hope and assurance to the very end. All right? So now verse 12. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Hmm. But exhort to one another daily while it is called today, while it is called today. Right? Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. You see that? In the rebellion. You see that? It's one in again that brethren or believers, you should guard your hearts, you know, against unbelief. You should guard your heart against unbelief. Okay? And it says this unbelief, if you, if you read on further, you say this unbelief, okay, is a fruit of the of sin's deceitfulness that the goal of sin is to add in your heart 
and the end of it is unbelief and departing from the living God. The thing now says that Moses is not another daily while it is called today. So that every day we must exhort each other. You know, helping each other to remain in the faith, knowing that we have to hold on to this to the very end. 14 says we are partakers of Christ. If we hold this confidence from beginning to the end, that there is no I once believed. I must be I must believe in. The, see, the just shall live by faith. So the faith you live by is a continuous thing. So I'm living by faith. Do you understand? I am living, so meaning that without faith, I'm dead. So I am living by faith. So the faith I once received must be the faith I live by every day. This is very essential. We must hold fast our confidence to the very end. All right? Verse 16. So 16. For who having heard rebelled, indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now, with whom was he angry 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, who, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they, should not, they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Look at that. So I'm saying here now, that these people came out of Egypt, but some did not make Canaan. Look at that. They came out of Egypt, but perished midway before Canaan, based on what? Unbelief. So, this is for, for, as, as a typology, that Avon received salvation before our final rest. Now, there's a rest we have now. There's a rest we will have when he just returns. So that, you know, between this rest and the rest of Christ, we must stay in the rest by believing. You understand? So it's saying that people came out of Egypt, but they did not make Canaan. Why? They fell on the way. They fell, they fell by the wayside based on their unbelief. Do you understand? So what gets us to the very end is that holding on to our feet right till the end. Chapter 4. Chapter 4. Okay. The promise of rest. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do not enter mm -hmm. that rest. Read Okay. For we who have believed... Oh, sorry. Excuse Actually, me. So. For we who have believed <laughs> do enter that rest. As he has said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world, for he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again, in this place, they shall not enter my rest. Pause. What's, what's telling us? That this rest is not the rest of of, of the Sabbath of the Sabbath. It's not. It's not. It's not the the resting at all Sabbath. It's not the resting of of Sabbath that Christ that God works six days, rest on the seventh. He's trying to show us different that you know there is another rest he's talking about. You get his point is that after the Sabbath rest, 
there's the rest of Joshua that Joshua, Joshua talked about. There's not the rest again that David talked about. This is the idea. The idea is this that there remains a promise of rest. You get that as a rest that of the of the covenant days of the of Joshua taking them out of out, out of out of um, taking them into, into Kenya, you know, but that there's another rest, okay? And this promise of rest is a promise, is a present promise of today. Do you understand? That is a rest that they must enter into and stay in today. And that this rest is a rest of faith, of believing in Jesus. All right, go on. Seven. Okay, seven. No, six. Six, sorry. Okay. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Again, he designates a certain day, saying in David, Today, after such a long time as it has been said, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Please pause. Verse 7 says, It designated a certain day, saying in David today, what, what, what does that mean? When when he says saying in David, what does it mean? When, when he says saying in David, what does the, what do you think it means? Saying in David, saying in David. You, you know when when Bible talks about you know as as was said in Moses, talking about the books Moses wrote. Saying in David, saying in David means the book David David wrote the Psalms. So saying in David is you know saying in the words of David. Okay, in David's um, books. Okay. That today, if you hear his voice, not adding your heart. Go back, go back to verse 3. Verse 3 says, We who have believed do enter that rest. So see again that this rest is a rest that comes by faith in Jesus. You, again, now we say we are saved. We have been saved. We shall be saved. Okay? We are saved by faith. We stand by faith. Okay, and is this faith, okay, um, is this faith that, we stand, that, that keeps us to the end, okay, of which we now receive, you know, the salvation that, that, is, that is going to come? Do we get that? Do we get that? Okay. Yes. So, the cocoa here is the believing and staying in the believing. And this believing, real believing, will show in your, in your works. Real believing will show your character. So, so, don't tell me I believe, but I'm, I'm acting here, you don't believe. Okay, real believing will show in how you live your life. Many, many people, this is where it begins, okay? When you see many apostates, okay, when people, many people that live the faith, is, is one of three reasons or two reasons, okay? Uh, maybe um, maybe a loved one passed away, okay, that we prayed for, you know, this general, general church history. It happens a lot. A lot of and people now begin to ask God, but it was your child, but it served you. How did you let him die? That's one issue. So people get so hot in the department. That's one issue. Now, another more common one, which is probably more even common, is those that depart because of, of a sinful habits. Hmm? When you now ask them, you hear many times, uh, uh, um, can you, um, I was born queer. This one is very common. I was born gay. Can you call, can you call? Sin. And now, another one, you hear another one that says, he wants, he wants to leave his wife to marry another girl. You know, because he cannot do it in church. He has to, you know, so this, are, so this is my idea, okay? That when you allow sin get a hold of you, sin at the end of the day is coming for your faith. Do you understand? The goal of sin is your faith. So real believing should continue to show in real fruit of character. When you begin to feel free in your heart to do bad things, without being greeted by the fear of God, you're on your way out. Run back. 
when you find it easier to do bad things, okay, you find it easier to talk anyhow, act anyhow, do anyhow, you're on your way out. You should run, you should run for help. Okay? When you find it easy to, to act without the Lordship of Jesus Christ holding you back, restraining you, that is love restraining your actions. Be careful. The devil is after your faith. The end point, the end goal of sin is your faith. Do you understand? The end goal of sin is your faith. Good. Go on. Go on. Okay. Verse 8. Yeah. For if Joshua had given them rest, then, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains... There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Hmm. The word discovers our condition. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest. Lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. You see that? So he's saying, again, talking about this difference to the end thing, he's saying God's word, which is Jesus, is living and powerful. So what I need to introduce word. Pierce the vision of Solomon. Meaning that God's God's word can God's word can see right to our minute thoughts. Okay? Of joints and minds. It's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So you know when um when when faith is lost, let me put it that way, okay, God can see it. When when you are acting on your way out. God can say all things are open before his all are naked before him. Okay, of womb to womb we must give account. So this is the idea, okay. Um, knowing this, guard your heart. Okay, guard your heart. God sees your thoughts, He sees your heart. Guard your heart, okay. Those those things you're allowed to that, that you nurture, they're allowed to stay too long. Those those lingering bad thoughts, be careful, okay. Guard your heart because God sees all of these things, okay. God's word is able to see them. So it says, therefore, let us be diligent to enter that rest. Now, don't fall away as some did, okay? Due to that disobedience. Be diligent. So there is, look at this. Look at this. We are saved by grace through faith without works. Okay? Follow me closely. Okay? But the grace that saves, okay, also produces in us good works. Am I communicating? Are we together? Are we together? Are we together? I want feedback. Like, I'm not even, are we together? Are we getting me? Are we getting me? All right. So it speaks here of a diligence to enter that rest. Now, and this diligence is a diligence of, of, of faith. Okay? That we must be careful, diligent, okay, to hold on to the faith which we have received. There's a diligence to there's a diligence with which you must hold on to it, okay. Even for the even for the for the unsaved, okay, even though we are saved without works, okay, there is there is um a work let me explain, it's a work some people must do to believe. Let me explain. 
you might need to study study the truth of scripture. That they said so and so and so, Christ died. Did he really die? Hmm? He was buried, rose up again. Did he rise up, did he rise up again? How do we know he rose up again? That we must be diligent to do whatever it takes to enter that rest. Whatever it takes in study. Whatever it takes to come to the point of assurance of what you have believed in. Be diligent to enter and stay in that rest. Good, good, good. Go on, verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You see that? It says, seeing then, never have Christ our high priest. Okay? Let us hold fast our confession. Now, people, um, in, people innocently have misread this, okay, to mean holding fast our faith confession. I cannot be sick. I cannot be sick. I cannot be sick. Um, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. Now, it's not wrong. It's not wrong, but it will be disastrous if we miss what this really means. The real meaning is this. Let us hold fast our faith, our faith, our saving faith in Jesus. Hold fast our believing in the price he has paid for us. Hold fast our faith in God, believing to the very end. It says, hold it fast. All right, good. Hold it fast. Okay, that Christ our high priest, you know, can sympathize our weaknesses. Was was at all points as we are, yet without sin. It says because of this. Because Christ can sympathize with us, let us therefore boldly come to where throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. So, is sympathy, follow me, is the sympathy of our high priest. Is not sorry, continue sinning. Is not sorry, just enjoy your sin. Is not a yeah, you sin against, but less sorry. No, no, no. Is sympathy is to give us, help us with mercy and grace. In our time of need, as we come boldly to his throne for grace. Do you understand? So his sympathy, okay, is to provide us with help, with grace to live above sin and to stand strong, holding on to the faith to the very end. So this sympathy is not a sympathy of love is love, keep saying mm. it's a sympathy of you know of grace to help us, you know, in our time of need. So here's his point. When you are tempted, when you are tried, when you are under pressure, run to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help you in of your time of need. Okay? You know, I got saved 2004 or 5004. And between then and now, about this is my life when, where my faith was, you know, was tried, you know, when I doubted stuff. Okay, what did I do in those periods? I prayed for help. I prayed. I asked for help. Sincerity of that. I went back again to check, what do I believe? How did I get saved? What did I believe that, that got me saved? I went back to recite those things. But above all, is that sincerity of that and of God, I choose to believe in you. Even when it did not feel clear, I held on to everything. I choose to believe, okay? So with prayer 
I was research and study. Okay, I passed through those through those seasons, and now you know is is a thing of the past. Okay, I've passed that stage of questioning stuff. I'm now comfortable in my believing. How? Okay, the diligence to enter into his rest. All right, study, ask questions, pray. Sincerity of asking God for help in your times of need. All right, are we blessed? So let it be clear: we are saved by grace through faith. Okay, um, but the one that is saved, okay, will live out the will of God. Mm? We are not saved to remain in sin. We are saved to live above sin. It is vital. Anybody that is living in sin and is saying is saved is lying to us, lying to you and to himself. Eh? We are saved by grace through faith, okay? We are saved by faith alone, in Christ alone, okay? But the faith that saves is never alone. It comes with ability, with desire and ability for good works. Alright, this is important, okay? The goal, the end goal of sin is to yank you off the faith. So, don't play with sin lightly. The end point of sin is the faith, is your believing faith, okay? So, don't be casual with sin. Run for help. Seek counsel, okay? Yeah. Father, we thank you. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Chance to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church. And do join us every Sunday by 9 a.m. and Wednesday by 6 p.m. to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world.